Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. <laughs> nah, it's not really Dean. It's uh, Joseph Vesey. I'm just doing Dean's intro this week because Dean is out on a cruise ship doing some comedy for a couple weeks. He'll be back. But, you know, we stacked a couple episodes in the can, me and him. So this is another episode with me and him chopping it up about a lot of different shit. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Dean will be back, but we got a couple in the can until he is back. All right. So make sure you follow Dean at I am Dean Edwards on Twitter. And you can also add him on Facebook, even though he never plugs uh, Facebook. But that might be because he's at the maximum of friends. So follow him on Twitter then at I am Dean Edwards. And he's also on Instagram. Please follow me at Joseph Vesey. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Dean's podcast, The Father Muckin' Protocol on all things comedy.com. You could check it out there or you could subscribe on iTunes, or SoundCloud, and make sure you leave a comment, okay? And make sure you check out my podcast, The Callback Podcast, on iTunes or SoundCloud, and subscribe, rate, review, and leave a comment for that, all right? So let's get right into it, man. It's me, and I'm doing the intro for Dean, so I feel like I am Dean, and I'm me at the same time. This is crazy, all right? So let's do this shit. Yo! Yeah, well, next week, um, maybe we'll talk, especially because we're going to have uh, Greer here. Oh, Greer's uh, doing it next yeah, week? Greer wants to. I, I saw him, and I said, you know, I definitely want to have Greer. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, How do you especially being that he's someone that uh, uh, has variations to his voice. Is that next week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. No, I want to. I want to see oh, that. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah. crazy. No, that, that, Having Greer, because I don't think Greer's done many podcasts. No, and, and that's I, you know what I was. I, just, I wanted to have him friend. on mine. I had talked that's, to him a while back, but you know, I you know. I mean, I've known Greer almost yeah, as long as I've been a comic. You know, so uh, long time. Yeah, yeah, and so but yo Greer, yo he has a little bit of a sixth sense going on because he says to me, we were sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the comedy cellar, cellar, and he goes. It's funny because you said at the table, and I, know, I knew. I knew. I forgot. But the but cellar. you got to paint the picture for people that and, don't know. And he said to me, "I don't know why we're talking, but yeah, my girl is there, mm-hmm. Marina, comic. Right. So she that makes sense of the story. And then Grizz there, and Grizz said something like, um, something about like, yo, don't don't be that uh, sensitive. He's like, I, he's like, I know you sensitive. He's like, I know you cry. I can see it in your eyes. He said something like that. And it's <laughs> funny is I look at Marina going like, yo, did you die me out for some shit? Like what? Is, like and and she didn't. It was just that he he was like he's like I, he's like I know I'm the same way oh, and it was really weird because like uh, she'll tell me like yeah people can tell you're sensitive they can they can pick up on it mm-hmm. uh, and he did in a very again specific way which was really interesting and I know Greer but I don't know him right, you know, I've right, only right. known him for three or four years and right. it's not like we hang out together right. all the time but it was a really interesting thing that he picked up on in, in terms of what we were talking about and how he would knew I would get sensitive to it uh-huh. when I wasn't showing any of that in right. the moment. Right. But I don't know what it was, but yeah, Grizz is a fascinating oh, person man. and an yeah. amazing, yeah. obviously just unbelievable a, comic. A good, a brilliant comic. Brilliant, yeah. But more than that, just a good good guy, man. You I know, know, he is he's such Gr- a Grizz is one of the people that you root for. You know, you look at certain cats and you're like, I, know. God, I want that dude to, to make it because he's just a good, he's just a good hearted. He was nice to me from day one. Didn't even know who I yo, was. Yo, yo, if 
that's if, if he's your man, <laughs> Dean, he's my man. Yo, he, he said something like, yo, if anybody messes with you, let me know. He's like, yo, let me know. And he's like, yo, and I like that joke you do about the Drake. He liked my hip hop joke uh -huh. about the paper towel. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yo, yeah. I, I like that. I like that shit. And that's, and it, that's, that's why you And that feels great coming from Greer. Yeah, he comes from the heart, man. He's, he's like, there's, there's not a filter. He's like, if he digs you, he digs you. If he doesn't, done one time. Uh, we'll close out on this. Uh, so y'all definitely make sure you tune in next week because we're going to have uh, my boy Greer Barnes in here. Go check him out. Uh, go online. Greer Barnes, just a real funny dude. And he'll be here next week. But um, I remember uh, my my ex-roommate that robbed me uh, back in like 90, was it 96? He, yeah. he robbed you? Yeah, yeah. He he he, he robbed us. Uh, robbed. And, and this I is kinda, not to, And he was your roommate. He was my roommate. He was he was a like robbed you at gunpoint. No, no, he robbed he robbed the crib. He uh okay. He just he, I kind of respect it though. He was uh, I don't I definitely <laughs> did at the time. I joking. He, uh, son, yeah, he um I don't know if he was going through some financial issue or drama. You know what it was? He had um he didn't he he had a, like a dope. No one even remembers MCI the phone company, but he had a yeah a, I remember he that. He had a he worked at and. I worked at uh, this place, Positive Promotions, and I was making maybe eight and some change. I was making less than nine dollars an hour at this place, and I remember uh, he was he was working at MCI Worldcom, at telemarketing. But they were they were getting like ten, eleven dollars an hour back in '96. Was that was good? Uh, plus he had benefits. Plus he had time off, and this was and it was like a part time gig, so he was still able to do his comedy and. Um, then they they did layoffs and after they did layoffs they gave him like this like a three month severance package plus he had vacation time so yeah like four months of money you know and he didn't really do anything with it and so next you know he just stopped paying rent and it's funny because rent back then we were in Park Slope slash Sunset Park uh, we were like on Fourth Avenue and Twenty Third I think and. Uh, yeah, this was right. So, um, so he, uh, yeah, no, I was like, I was like, so you just, you just, yeah, we'll, we'll edit that out. Um, no, so, uh, so he stopped paying rent. Our rent was seven ninety a month, so we were both paying three ninety five for this. Uh, it, it was a two bedroom railroad apartment, and he stopped paying rent. Uh, Sophie, a little Russian lady named Sophie, she will come to the door. Dean, I, I don't, why is he not paying? I'm getting money from you, but not from him. I need my money. I need to pay. I was like, I know, Sophie. She's like, well, is he here? He's right there. She comes in and talking to him. He's ignoring. He's like, yeah, all right, man, all right. So he was just going through some stuff. I think he also had some, like, a drinking problem. Yeah. Um, I was doing my best to be his friend, but it's now frustrating. Uh, we started, like, drifting further apart. And then one weekend, he disappears. He doesn't come home Thursday, doesn't come home Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm at work. Right? I'll never forget the phone rings, it's the phone, and he's like, uh, yo, <laughs> it's so fake. He was like, yo, I, I, I've been going in Philly. Like, this is why it was so fake, because he painted the, he told, he gave every detail. Yo, I can't believe I've been down in Philly for the last four days. I come back home and find out that we've been robbed and $300 is missing out of my uh my drawer. So I, I and it was funny because I was very, how you said zen, I was very zen. I was like, oh word. I said, well, you're missing $300. What's what's missing um out of my crib, Sean? Or out of my room. 
So he comes back and he has a, a laundry, he has a shopping list. It's like, um, I don't see uh I don't see your uh your, your that new VCR you just got. I had this VCR with a glow in the dark. I can't remote. believe though he's telling you what he took. But but that's why I asked him that because I was like, how you're just gonna go and you see everything. How are you gonna say my my uh car pull-out stereo's missing? How you know I didn't bring it with me in the car, right? So that's fucked up. I I rushed. We I was uh, they had moved to Queens, so I I rushed home. I actually got home from. Uh, was he there when you got home? Queens. Now nah, he was gone. So the cops came. I called the cops. Of course he was gone. Called the cops and. So then, what's uh, the point of him calling you? To, to so it could seem like that he had an alibi. That's why he painted everything. That's why he said I was. All he didn't say was I was in Philly at this girl named Wanda's crib. You know, like he just yeah. overexplained it. So I rush home. I call the cops. He didn't call the cops, which is what you do. He's gone. I call the cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> I call the cops. I see. I said, how did they break in, Sean? He was like, yeah, it looks like because we live right on Fourth Avenue. It looks like they got in through a window. Oh, like we're, we live on on Fourth Avenue, middle of the day. Nobody's breaking in a front window, right? Right. Comes up the fire escape to break in. Yeah, how it that particular crib really? Right. So the cops come and they broke it down. They said, "Sorry, buddy, but this looks like it was an inside job." I said, "How you figure?" They said, "Well, you see how the the screen is is uh is been razored." Um, and but didn't he have a key? Well, yeah, but he has to paint the picture, make it look like it was robbed. Oh, so he so, actually, so. so he actually went, he actually went through yes. the the whole thing. Yes. I thought maybe he was just gonna do it and then bounce. So no, he actually tried to make he, it look he like he someone came in. Made it look in. like we were broken because I left the crib that morning. We weren't broken into, so the window, the glass isn't broken. The screen. It was probably like summertime or late, late uh, summer, early fall. So he razored the screen window to make it seem like someone broke in. Um, but here's the problem. The cop said, here's the problem. Uh, this was razored from the inside. I said, how, how, how can you tell? He said, well, if whatever side you, you slice it from, it's going to fray towards you. So if someone frayed it from the outside, it would have frayed out. It was fraying inside. So I was like, wow. So I just, uh, I went to a couple of, um, porn shops in the area to see if I could find, you know, find out if he, if he went to the couldn't find him, so I uh I went I yeah, I was pissed because because uh at that point you know um even though we were going through something we were still friends I thought so I called my boy Rich to this day my boy Rich uh I gathered all my things we moved out we moved out I didn't say nothing to him and then I went back in the in the room with the into the crib with a bat and 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 I I I like you know I just. To him. I didn't hit him. Wait, wait, where'd you see him? I'm confused uh, now. He came, uh, by the time uh, Rich and I had come back to get the last of my stuff, he was in the crib. And I didn't even feel like dealing with it. I just ignored him. And then I moved all my stuff out. So you weren't going to try to figure out what he did with the stuff or where no, he put it? No, because it wasn't going to get resolved. Right. You know that. I know. I knew that. So uh, I spoke to him. Uh, with afterwards. a bat. Yeah. So which um, means you hit him with it, or I you just—I didn't do. It. I just, you just you I showed literally, it to him? I literally spoke to him. You know what I mean? I, all I did was use words. And what did you say? I, I, uh, I think I said you, you some like to the effect. I was like, you know, you, you mess with God's one of God's sons right here. So I said, 
I like put a like, Oh Jesus got hey, deep Wow man. What is this I remember, Were you challenling you know, Malcolm I X I, I told Kev the fuck was going I told on Kev this Damn Kev. man I'm about to boo I'm gonna boo this speech right now <laughs> yo. yo I'm booing this speech I thought it was gonna be Some like tough guy shit Yo you messing with God oh, no, I, no, I burn I, incense yo What yeah. up <laughs> Like, what, what are you going to no, say? No, but I, I no. you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I told him, uh, you know, as I said, because, oh, you know what it was? Because Rich's brothers were in the street. And and uh, I remember Wiz was like, uh, when when we were moving my stuff into Rich's parents' crib, he was like, yo, you, what do you want to do? You want to see this dude? You want to see him? I was like, man, I said, nah. And it, so I I was pissed. I mean, I'm, I'm t- telling it very calmly because... Uh, wisdom. But well, now I'm picturing age. you being. I'm huh? one of God's sons. Huh? And was, you're Denzel. I was. I was. I was rowdy. I was. I was high energy. But I also told him. I said, Yo, we. Um, I had to really restrain myself from having something happen to you today because I was. I was pissed, man. You stole. You stole my stuff. Did he ever admit to it? Ever? There. So here's here's where Greer comes in. Let me land this plane. So fast forward. Yeah, fast forward. Uh, that was in like '96. So fast forward to I want to say like two thousand three. I and after that I heard like he went through a lot. He because you know what it was. He had, but like everyone knew. It's like um, remember a couple of weeks ago when you and Jay you were saying, well, who what comic pissed you off? Because at that point you're like, all right, it, it must have been he must have done something wrong. So everyone everyone knew and liked me and respected me. So I was like, you can. I told I said you can't stay in New York. You got to bounce. I said you gotta bounce because no one is no one's gonna uh, show you any love and people did people people were pissed because I told people and um, and then I had heard over the years of him having like problems every everywhere he was moving down south and uh, but I also still had this this angst man I was I was angry with this dude so yeah in two thousand three we were uh, Todd Mark and I we were doing a a night at Boston Comedy Club like on uh, I want to say like Tuesday nights. And I remember I was on stage. I'll never forget. I was on stage and Greer and John Lasseter, a couple of cats, uh, milling about just chilling in the club. And do, and, and uh, Tony Woods. And, and I'm on stage and I look over and I see dudes step through the door. And and there's the seven years of, of anger came out. And I just, I, and I was like, yo, I want y'all to give it up for my ex-roommate because this, this dude robbed me and I was like, and, and so then he's he was like, yeah, well that's why blah blah blah. And and so he was trying to talk fly, and, and he was like, well, whatever you want to do. I said, but I'm not getting loud because the, the, my anger has me calm because I'm like, I'm I'm ready to whatever we gotta do, we gotta make that happen. So I said, he was like, well, if you want to do something, I'm gonna be outside. I said, I'm gonna be off stage in less than thirty seconds. I'm I'm gonna see you out there, right? So I said, all right. And the crowd, <laughs> the crowd is looking like, uh, what what <laughs> what happened? So, right. and so did you have a tech on you or huh? no? Nah, not nah, a You know, the roller was tucked in now. So, uh, so I said, all right, y'all, I'm I'm about to go outside and 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 have a talk with my ex roommate that robbed me. So I I rose on stage. Tony was like, <laughs> Tony's like, hey, shorty, come here for a second. They're not letting me go outside, right? So they they I, like I'm like yo. So they bring me to the back of Boston, back near the uh, the bar, and Tony's talking me down, calm me down. And uh, and and then I finally go out there, and I'm standing out there. He and I are face to face on the steps, and then like Greer and Tony and John Lasseter and a couple other dudes, uh, are, like surrounded him. 
Because they don't know him. Um, they, they, they didn't uh, know him. T uh, Tony might have, but Gray and them didn't. So uh, I remember him saying, him saying, damn, all, all these niggas gotta gotta be around. I'm just I'm just trying to talk. And and Gray, I'll never forget. He was like, "Yo, my man, that's my man right there. <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know you. I know him. So I got I got my man's back. And and that that was just love right there. And then we he apologized. You know what I'm saying? Did he? he yeah, he did. He apologized. I guess then what are you doing four dudes around you? Yeah, I, you know, who knows what would have happened. But he apologized. And, and at that point, I was like, you know what? And it was a relief. It was a, after he apologized and I, I finally let go of that anger. Because you do let go of anger, actually, when someone does sincerely apologize. Because it actually does let... It, that's what people don't realize. Actually, yeah. apologizing can do a lot. Yeah. Might not solve it, not but solve it actually it. will help right. the person out that has the anger in them a little right, bit. Right, right, right. Well, because... You know what I'm saying? Like if that teacher in ninth grade said, listen, I'm really sorry about cursing out those kids. I'll go, hey, you know what? Right. I'll never... You know, well, because <laughs> maturity... Probably not. Maturity makes you say, you know, why am I, why am I giving you that power over me to, to it is, be yeah. the harbinger of, of such angst? So yes, he pieced it, um, and, and we were cool. I think we're actually Facebook friends. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Yo, what if you saw him? Yo, what if you saw a status and he was like, "Yo, I got this uh, dope ass VCR from back in the day." Yo, I'm selling this shit, and yo, he sells it. He's like, "Yo, he wants to get it." I'm selling it for three dollars on eBay. <laughs> Um, yeah, That's man. So, so, so all that to say uh, that Grant Bond's a good dude. Grant's a good dude, man. Grant's a good dude. Larry Moss, great guy. Great Took his guy. acting class for three weeks. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I'm sure, man. Well, I, I, I hope it. Uh, I hope it affects I'm you. Apply it a lot to my. Dick I'm humor. dead serious. I want to. I want to see your notes. I'm curious to. Uh, yeah, no, it's, de it's definitely. But yeah. that's that's why I that's why I want to see him because I'm like you know you can always I've been a better comic I feel like since the acting class actually. seriously yeah I mean because just a level of also just you know having a good time with it right, more having right, right. fun enjoying and, yourself yeah and just and being of, in the moment yes being in the moment and you know what the fact that I'm talking about more personal stuff okay, actually yeah. is cool. Which uh, you know, it's stuff with my mom and, right. and stuff I can't actually. I'm channeling that I forgot about right, almost. Right. Like even just being able to go to a Jay Z concert, the Hard Knock Life tour with my mom in sixth, fifth grade, that's, that's and it, and we're the only white people. We're the only stuff. white people there, uh -huh. let alone the only mother and son duo. Uh -huh. You know, no one else. This is before Jay Z's Michael mainstream. Michael wasn't somewhere in the building. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see. You know what? Maybe he was, but I didn't see any He's white VIP. people there. Right. That whole time. And even dudes in front of us, I remember when walking around, they were like, oh, I'm going to take my son to a Jay-Z concert. Like, it was that type of energy. Uh -huh. And I'm still thinking why my father actually let us go out to the Meadowlands in New Jersey on you a school night. You know why? Because under it all, Annie was playing in the background. If it was the Hard Knock Life tour... You have Broadway show tunes. You can, I don't care how gully it is. It was pretty, I know, but I'm telling you, everyone was, this was like, think about what years was. Everyone's wearing these Averex jackets. Oh, everyone yeah. worships I mean, the you movie had Belly. Bleak, you had it was Beanie. DMX. It was, yeah. I mean, this I remember was, that tour. This was not mainstream Jay-Z, even right. though he could sell out an arena. This well, was, that, was pre-mainstream. That was the beauty of that tour was it was showing that they could uh, do it. That street cats. I remember they they were saying that they were saying how this is not this is not uh, the Puff Daddy and the Family tour where it's shiny and and bright. This is a street, very street. Concert. Did you watch that movie, the backstage movie? Yeah, when that came out. Yeah, you know, and and they were say they were stressing. I mean, Damon had, Dash was he? I think he definitely he was responsible for definitely. really putting that together and because he was business. I mean, I remember that. I remember him. Do you remember that scene I'm in the movie? To DJ Clue? No, not that was funny too. Where he went off, he was like, 
Who are you talking to, man? No, I think that was, no, that was Kevin. That There was a scene with Clue, but that where Damon Dash said that to, that was with Kevin Lyles, whatever right, his name right. is, where he with really, the, when the they're in the jackets, barber, he's with the, with the jackets. And you know what was cool about that was, is Damon Dash was totally right. And, was. and it was totally right. And I just love that at the same time of even being angry though, and I actually met Damon, I played his son one-on-one -on -one in Chelsea Piers and I was killing him. Oh, I was killing him. He was, but he was younger than me. He wasn't that much younger, but he was young enough. And Damon, I felt bad for his son because Damon was laughing because he couldn't believe that I was doing these moves. He was like, Damon was in hysterics going, like he was like, yo, he's yeah. cooking you like Coke. You got this white boy ah. cooking you like some Coke. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? No, like the son like couldn't that. believe it. His son was just like, you know, kind of strong and I'm just doing all these moves. Damon right. Dash was like, where do you play? You know, all this stuff. But what I noticed about Damon in those moments and then when I see him in the uh, getting angry and those other things, I've also seen something online where Damon when him and Jay-Z were going through that falling out, uh -huh. but they weren't sure. Damon was a little unsure of what was happening. Damon busts into a meeting uh -huh. at Rockefeller. I don't know if you've seen it online. No, no. And he's cursing everybody out in the meeting. Uh -huh. But what's funny about it is that he still kind of maintains this somewhat composure. Maybe no one else can see it, but he has this kind of composure where he gets, yeah. he's, he's fully, he's not that out there where right. he's not even, like- Even though he's loud, he's still in control of his- Yeah, language. not temporarily insane. Right, like right. he's making good points. He's even. He made a great. The, the whole reason he was arguing with with Kevin Lyles was because it was it was uh it was their tour, but Def Jam put their logo uh above it on the jackets and was and and, and, put, and, names, and, and, and put names put names of the guys put their, put the, everybody's names on the jackets. So that was a power move for Jeff Jam to say, you know what? Yeah, you're with Rockefeller, but here take yeah, yeah, these exactly. jackets from us. And he said, what's the perception of right. what it would look like if right. no one knew anything? Right. What does it look like? Right. It looks like a Def Jam tour. Exactly. He's like, and you know that. He's like, because right. you're either smart or you're dumb. He's like, I, he's like, he's either you're smart or you're really dumb. And he's right. like, but you own a, you know, you're president of Def Jam. I'm going to take it as you're smart. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was slick. They, but I remember uh, him even laughing at one point too, like something, that's what I'm saying. He has like a sense well, of humor the, that you don't expect. That, it missed that something and, happened. And towards the end of that scene, I think they were they were laughing and joking. But and Kevin Lows is in that. The other thing I'm talking about, where he busts in the meeting. Kevin Lows is in that too. I, I, I knew and that I, before you even said. And that. I love when he goes. He goes something like uh, he goes. He, he he. Then eventually he gets he gets under his skin enough where Damon goes like fat boy. Yeah. Fat boy, like, you know, and he's cursing out lawyers and stuff. Right. Like, he called out this lawyer, Randy Ackerman. He's like, Randy Ackerman. He's like, you don't know nothing about my culture. Stay the fuck up out of my culture, oh, no, Randy no, no, Ackerman. No, no, about no like, yo, Leo Cohen. You know what he told him? You know what he told Randy Ackerman? Because he, he was a lawyer in uh -huh. the media. He goes, yo, why don't you go clear a sample or something? <laughs> Which I thought was the funniest thing. He said, stay the fuck out of my culture. Go clear a sample. I said... <laughs> That type of shit, that type of wit oh, in that moment yeah. makes me laugh so much. Why don't you go clear a sample? That's oh, that's fucking... He's like, that's why I fucking hate coming into this building. Bunch of clowns. Fat boy. Kevin Lows. <laughs> fat boy. The fuck you mean handle your... Because the dude, Kevin Lows, like, yo, handle your business. Handle your business. The fuck you mean handle my business? And it's Damon's cameraman, by the way, who's filming all this oh, shit. He funny. brought him around to tape all to this make shit, sure that yeah. to make sure people saw this. He was like, because I was like, how is there a camera in this right. fucking? Oh, okay. It's Damon's dude, right? Okay. So Damon is like, you know, kind of a guy. You know, how you're comparing to me, kind of that justified standing up for mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And the only I think I feel bad for him is his whole power was that he had Jay Z and all these people behind him. And now that he well, doesn't, he, he had the label. He, right, he had yeah, the label, yeah. but without the artists, right. He has no more of that power to right. stand up for everyone. It kind of right. sucks because he stood up for all these guys. Then they left him, yeah. and now he's kind of 
which I think I'm sure he'll be back on his feet because he's an amazing, you know, hustler and he'll do right, something. And right. I'm sure he is now, but it sucks that he kind of was left. Yeah, yeah. It's like, damn, he stood up for you guys all these years. Yeah. And now it's severed. And now now all those people are like, shit, I, I didn't like working with Dame. There's, none of those guys are going right. to put out a hand. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the nature of the beast, man. I um Remind me, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... uh. I love Damon Dame, Dash. Damon Dash. I actually, I, love I, I got Dash. mad respect. I got love, love for, for Damon. We, uh, I was supposed to be in Death of a Dynasty. That's I know a, you that's told me that. That's that story. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, um, you, you might have made the right decision. No, but you know what? <laughs> but but I saw a few minutes of that. I was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> nah, nope. Uh, no, Paper you know Soldiers was, was dope, but well, that's what I was gonna say. The 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 best thing to be about uh, those those uh, those rock. Rock a wear film, uh, rock a wear movies. Yeah, w- was that they gave you uh, street cred? You know, they 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 made you hot in the hood. You know what I mean? And so, you, me not doing that movie that was that was partial ego because. I get but it was that. also I was I was I honestly was going out of out of country I, I get that. and and I didn't feel like financially it uh it made made sense, sense to to cancel my trip. If, if it wasn't going to be uh, financially sound, so. But I will say, Paper Soldiers, that is a good movie. I, yeah. I love that movie. Paper yeah, Soldiers. I know, I know you were, you were makes talking, me laugh. You were talking to Robbie about about it. Which oh, one? was I? Did I mention that to yeah. him? But you've but I've heard you talk to a couple of. people I love putting about it. people onto stuff that people might not right, know about. Right. I love that. I told Charlemagne about Ice T's album because you know it's funny because they never. I know a lot of people would never hear it, and he was shocked. You know when I said it. You know, mm-hmm. 2006, he had this album. I said, yeah. I said it's really good. I like to have things that are underexposed be yeah, exposed. Yeah. Well, you're 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 a fan of it. You know, you're a real fan. You're not you're not a uh, Fairweather fan. You're a real fan. If you dig someone, you you fifty cent check out. You, you, we talked yeah, to yo. Yeah. He's been making good music all these he years, a, and nobody uh, nobody cares. I heard, a, or not nobody, joint, but it's not as popular as it I was. I heard a new joint. I heard a couple of new joints. It's good. Uh, the new shit, Pilot and Smoke. Yeah, yeah. Smoke is smoke. Dope, is, I love smoke. Smoke is fire. Smoke. Yo, but here's the thing. I don't like because I saw Rosenberg on Hot 97 talk about oh, 50 Cent is back. Blah blah blah. I'm like, no, he's been back. I don't like back. when people say back. He's been, but he's right. been back. I'm like, go pick up the mixtapes. Go pick up before I self destruct. Yeah. For some reason. It's just not translating past his uh, core fan base and, you know, to that big market that it once was. I don't know why. It's just like the in with well, the out. You, with- do you agree with what Charlemagne said that at a point, there was a point where 50 uh, started giving people what he thought they wanted instead of what, the, what they wanted? I actually, no, I didn't agree with that. Because I was like, I because I don't, he's always been rapping pretty much the same. The only argument you could make with that is maybe a record like Candy Shop, which was just such a commercial record, but that was even very early on in his career. Right. The stuff he went, he did say, well, I want to give people what uh, I gave on Get Rich or Die Trying, but the thing is, he's always been rapping about street no, shit. He right. hasn't really been... But 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 here's the thing, people people bought into the street uh, lyrics and what he calls aggressive content, uh, yeah. content in his music early on because he he was from the street. I mean, now... You see him in uh, front row at the Knicks games, and you see him in cursing the out movie. Steve Stout, though. Yeah, yeah. He's still see, that. He's yeah. still that. Dude, no, he's still though. that dude. Still that but dude. I'm not. I'm not taking away from that. Yeah. But he's also like, he's Curtis Jackson, the actor now. So wow. if if he came out with if if he came out with Guns for Sale or or or, or a song similar to Guns for Sale now, you're like, uh, are you buying but you, guns but anymore? You know what? I you know what? But the only thing is. 
is that I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. I, I don't know. To me, you need that aggressive uh, rapper still there balance. to get. I, I like I like uh, listening to Kid Cudi, and then when I want to get hyped for something, mm. I got this aggressive. Uh, 50 Cent music. But, but I'm not really thinking that far into it going, oh, well, he doesn't really live like this anymore. To me, that really doesn't no, but matter. I mean, not you and I, but but somebody else might. So like other people- You mean people, like someone like a real hood dude type uh, of thing? Just, well, a hood dude might say, you ain't been in the streets in, in a decade. You know what I mean? Which, and, yeah. and so, Which to me doesn't really make sense because it's like he lived a larger part of his life in the street. So it, to me, it should just carry over. I concur with what you're saying. I think if it's hot, it's hot. If it's hard, it's hard. But you're just saying that's but, why. That that could be I when Charlemagne said that I was like that's uh, that, I could see I could see that happening because uh, um, I get money was an aggressive song but it was like that's a song that gets you like if I hear that song that gives me hype but uh, yeah. he's also talking about something that that is relevant to his life now to a quarter water bottle two bucks yeah so that's what's up. You know, that's him now. That's not him right. uh, off his first, his deal with Columbia because he didn't have money uh, back right, then. He that, wanted think, to get rich or die trying. He's now rich. Right, but I, I think, if, but if he just made rich records, I, I don't think he would have been... He's basically saying, well, if he made those type of records all the time or was filled, then he would be just as big as he was back then, and I don't think that would if be he, the case. If he, if he made, I think if he came out with, uh, before I self-destruct, First of all, he did come out with like records like similar to that with uh, Baby by Me and stuff like that. But I think if his whole album was filled with that, I don't think that would make him any more anyone. relevant. That's anyone. Like, yeah. But I just think it's just the way the music culture is. And for some reason, I think it's a, a, he's been written off slightly just the way, you know, not as much as some people, but mm -hmm. he's not as people aren't seeing it. Like when I when I bought the album before I self-destruct, a lot it sold, I think, a good amount, but there weren't no, it wasn't everybody was talking about it. Or, you know, now Rosenberg or whoever is saying, oh, now 50 cents back. And I'm like, man, but he just had, before I self-destruct, he had like three or four mixtapes. Right. He had some great singles, one with Eminem. Right. And probably joins that people have never even heard. It just right. falls under the radar. I think what Charlemagne said that he said, that 50 cents said, was it wasn't the right climate or it wasn't the right time to release certain things. They weren't paying attention to that well, type of the, music. The pendulum swings both ways, too. And so... Uh... I just think people are dumb. To be honest, uh, people with you. are very people. Are I think people are really, people are, yeah, they're uh, not real fans. They're followers. people, idiots. I, someone like Ice Cube, who still makes good gangster rap music, I can accept him not uh, getting the same love only because he's so popular in Hollywood. He's so mainstream. He does kids' movies, so it's hard for people to swallow uh, hardcore gangster rap. Fifty Cent uh, acting career is, you know, whatever. Right. And to me, I don't know how seriously he's taken as an actor. So he hasn't crossed over like an Ice Cube. In that yeah, realm. Right. So right. it's like to me, it's you could still listen to his music. Ice Cube, you know, you're doing Are We There Yet? It's hard to release. I'm gonna kill you album, even if it's hot. Right. I understand <laughs> the mindset behind that. Right. But Ice Cube still makes actually really great music. Right. And it's unnoticed. But 50s new stuff is awesome. But he's been back. I was listening to his mixtape earlier. Well, you just murder. said he's back. I just why I, what I was, <laughs> why you just said meant, he wasn't back, but he's been just, back. For the for the general <laughs> public, I guess he's really back. You know, for the time, you know. I listen to Murder by Numbers. You got to listen to that mixtape. Oh, crazy. All right. Yo, so that's this week's episode. Me and Joe Vesey. Sorry, that's me doing my Dean impression again. 
Uh, guys, make sure you please rate, review, and subscribe to the Father Muckin Protocol on iTunes or SoundCloud. Leave a comment. Shout out to our fans, Oscar, Malibu Kelly, a lot of other people that be leaving comments on Twitter and everybody. Check out allthingscomedy.com. Follow Dean at I am Dean Edwards. Follow me on Twitter at Joseph Vesey. Check out my podcast, The Callback Podcast. Please uh, remember to subscribe to that. And also, check out my sketch with Andrew Schultz from MTV2's.code and Girl Code called Dude, You Ain't Shit. Hopefully, Dean, you've watched it by now. I hope you have, but I know there's no Wi-Fi on the cruise ship. All right, guys, two fingers. Be easy. <laughs>